You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Tracy Kiss. Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks, and the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Tracy. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> you look like full-on sexy gamers, like, ready to take on the world. Yeah. This is, like, the new hustle, isn't it, really? Like, doing gaming, getting paid for it. Someone told me the other day that you can... There was there are guys that will pay to play games with women. I mean... So... Yeah, they uh, do that naturally. Uh, that Every boyfriend I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> you got a strong game. <laughs> Tracy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> somehow, I had children. Um, uh, somehow. And it's when you know, a man puts a... Loves a woman. woman. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. That doesn't happen anymore. It's not just penis penis and vagina for ch- children. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I guess you can be artificially Love in a petri dish. Yeah. yeah. Petri dish. Like, Woo. All for equality. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, then I, I like had kids. I was a doormat. I was in an abusive relationship. Oh, fuck. Here's my tiny violin. Like, what the fuck? And then after my ex fucked off, my life became amazing. And now I have like 4 million followers worldwide. I'm body confident. Wow. I speak my mind unapologetically and I love, love life. Like, it's insane. I could never go back to being an abused doormat ever again. That's amazing. No that's that's such like, a, like a success story. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. What is what is your like? What do you do on social media? Do you have like a specific thing that you um, cover? Yeah, well, I'm I'm actually a, a bodybuilding professional. I got my pro card ah. a few years ago, which I love. Ooh. I'm vegan. I'm into fitness. I'm a nutritionist, personal trainer, and I think like everybody on social media right now is like a health specialist. Yeah, <laughs> either health or like sex over. specialist. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like, my booty is everything. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> I've been so, trying to build my booty during quarantine, actually. Yeah, what have you been doing? Fun workouts. Uh, I don't know. I've just been doing like this YouTube video. Just, I, I just want to. I want to end up end the quarantine with a peachy bum. Yeah, know? definitely. It's quite a nice way to look at it. Like your goal is is to have that booty. Yeah. <laughs> I do think though, like there is this whole thing about booty and then breasts, and yeah. I. I bought both of mine because I was not blessed with either. It was like a <laughs> pancake butt. Um, I had implants like a year ago. And literally, like, the looks you get when you have a really tight peachy ass, <laughs> 10 times more than having boobs. Like, yeah. from, you know, like when they say, like, blondes have more fun, and then I switched to redhead, like, everybody's insane for redhead. And then, like, a <laughs> redhead with a butt, I'm like, what? I'm trying to bat them <laughs> down. I, I did yeah. want to thank you for being honest about, um, you know, your your bought boobs and butt because it's really hard to be yeah. honest in this in this time. Like everyone oh, wants to be like natural, but without actually saying that they've paid for it or they've yeah. got it a different way. So thank you for being honest about that. Oh, yeah, thank so you for true. thanking me. <laughs> but that was the thing. Like, I had surgery at eighteen, and it was something that I never thought I'd ever do. Um, yeah. I, I had breasts that didn't develop properly so they were very asymmetrical they were two different sizes mm. they had like literally you could fit two fingers in height between oh. them so like one would be in the bra one was above the bra and the oh, nipples wow. were like divorced they were like east and west yeah so which is very like, normal I think most people it's are normal to be that way boots. yeah but like try going to school like wearing a, a swimsuit for like a swimming lesson where one boob is above your bra yeah like in your top mm. and you like it was just so awkward, like nothing would fit me. Mm. And I went to my doctor, I was like, is this ever going to change? He said, pierce your nipple, like the blood supply can help to stimulate mammary pierce growth and nipple. stuff. So yeah. So I, I had my nipple pierced at 15 to Whoa. try and like stimulate this little tiny little beasting boob that yeah. was like just oh, in a world of its own. Um, didn't help a, they put... That was a doctor mm, that, was a doctor. that said that? Like, a, like an yeah. actual professional? It was mad. I just, I just don't understand the science behind it. Like... 
like piercing your nipple of all places. I can understand maybe mm. massaging and getting the blood flow going. Just like nipple, yeah. so bizarre. I mean, I tried it. I would, I would have tried anything at that age yeah. just because I felt like it was a part of my body that just didn't develop. Mm, like yeah. if you were a guy and you had no knob, you would be like, well, I'm not a guy. Like that's what makes you feel like your gender is mm. those attributes, yeah. you know? So I kind of felt like I had one boob and the other boob was just like a nipple that ran away. And I was like, <laughs> what can I do? You know? the, 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 um, I mean, silly question, but did the piercing actually work? No. <laughs> okay. For everyone out here who's like, I'm going to get my nipple pierced right now. It does fuck all. It looked nice. No, it was pretty. But, um, yeah. But then I tried like a different contraceptive pill because they said that some of them have like a, a chemical, like a hormone that stimulates breast tissue to, to grow. Mm-hmm. And I got to 18. I was like, this isn't happening. I wear a bra, one boob's above it, one boob's below it. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So yeah. I had private surgery. Um, I worked three jobs while studying to pay for my, my surgery in Holly Street. Oh, wow. And um, then I became a glamour model. I was like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't ask for it, it just happened. Um, <laughs> the boobs it, made me do it. It, it, it must yeah. have given you the confidence to be able to get in front of the camera and, and get naked and, and sort of enjoy your body like you never had done before. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you would have thought so, but yeah. it actually kind of swung things the other way. Oh, interesting. So I, I was like, you know, like Ugly Betty, if you've seen the TV series. Yeah, yeah I like, used to love that show. That was me, like completely clueless. I had like an uno brow or mono brow. Like oh, I was like, hello, everyone. like no fashion sense. I was so socially awkward. I then have this boob job. I'm working in business management. Mm-hmm. And then I get spotted by MTV. They're like, oh my God, we want to use you as a model. And I was like, you know, like pushing my glasses up like, me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, me? I never expected it. Yeah. And then they like, they put me on sunbeds. They dyed my hair peroxide blonde. They Whoa. put shitloads of makeup on me. And I looked in the mirror and I thought, who is that person? It's not me. Um, so, yes, wow. I was on like magazines and television, but I didn't recognize myself. So I didn't feel confident as myself. I only felt confident oh, not wow. being myself. Yeah, like being a, this other person. Well, I wasn't. Yeah. 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 Like putting on a uniform, like putting on yeah. a shitload of makeup, changing everything about my appearance. And then people did everything for me. They were like, oh, I want to marry you. And I was like, but that's not me that's yeah. just a load of that's fake so shit. interesting that's how did mad. you sort of overcome that feeling as well like did you ever get back into your own body and like feel like yourself again well it, it wasn't until I then reached 25 I had my my actual breast implants collapsed because they were found to be PIP which was like mattress stuffing and what? industrial silicon mm. it was like this massive scandal it's affected like four hundred thousand women worldwide <gasps> it's the biggest medical neg- negligence case in the world um so my chest collapsed after when i was pregnant with my second child <gasps> so my fiance fucked off and left me whilst i was in hospital having a reconstruction oh my god what um, and but I mean, he'd abused me for so many years. I had no self-confidence. He told me I was ugly, told me to put on makeup, told (gasps) me to lose weight after having kids, would literally come up to me and grab my stretch marks and say, like, how disgusting it was. Oh, my God. I knew no different. Yeah, but I lived that way because I I believed everything he told me. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know? Um, And when he fucked off, I just got laid so much. (laughs) Everybody was nice to me. And I felt like, how are they being nice? Like, what's changed about me? But I realised that nothing had changed about me. It was just the people I was surrounded by saw me for who I am rather than yeah. treating me like a cunt. So, like, like yeah. sexual awakening. Fucking hell. Oh, that's, big that's time. Fuck number one. The last fuck. In my kitchen. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. baby. Wait, really? I love cooking. I don't know if you guys do, but like I had this big thing where I love being harpooned. So like literally what that? We... <laughs> I mean like in the way in the way that I mean it, I don't know if there's like some sexual way to say this, but whilst you're doing something like I love I love cooking like lentils because I'm a little weird vegan. So <laughs> as I'm like cooking my little pots of lentils, my boyfriend to come up to me with a boner and just like stab it in me and then steer <gasps> me around the kitchen. So <laughs> like a puppet like oh, a glove yeah. puppet you know and then oh, um like, to kind of lead me to the fridge and he's just like steering me with his boner as he's having sex with me as I cook which you know I love it <laughs> that's fucking amazing <laughs> I, you know what Heart is so cool. like the right term for that kind of situation yeah literally <laughs> so was this during isolation 
Oh yeah, this was like yesterday. <laughs> so fresh. Oh my god, I'm yeah. so jealous. <laughs> and then like you get to like cream pie as you're like serving out your dinner. <laughs> oh my god, so you continued cooking the whole way through fucking. Oh yeah. He tells me I'm not allowed to stop. Like I have to carry on as if he's not actually like harpooning me. Oh my god. But like god, I'm completely yeah. at his mercy. And it's oh really hard. Is that like what housewives get off on? Just been like fucked all you cook. I mean, <laughs> that is such a desperate housewives kind of situation. <laughs> like that, that is an absolute fantasy. I mean, my partner Thomas, he gets off when he's fucking me, and I'm like, oh, I want to get the toy out, like the wand, and he's like, go on oh, then. Yeah. But while he's fucking me, so it's almost like a challenge. Like, oh, yeah, I'm try and get to the toy. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, you're I, like, there must be some sort of like control there. Like you know when, yeah, you know when you're you're like in the mm. moment and you can't talk, but they're like oh go on mm. you know say tell me and you're like you can't bring the word oh my god it, you're turning me on I know, isn't it? you're like, you're like oh, oh my oh god i need to get it. Oh, and they're just like what what like you want like, more yeah. <laughs> oh my god i love that oh he's quivering around the world like you were in a lucky position being quarantined with someone you can fuck right now so sorry to everyone who is, who is without partner including florence you- i feel for you <gasps> I know no. I have no dick right now mm. nothing but then there are other ways to have fun when you're not with anyone and that's like FaceTime sex like virtual sex phone sex yeah. all of that there's so much stuff that people can do it's just it still is like a little bit frustrating because all you want is really to touch someone like yeah well you, you just you want, want what you, you can't have yeah exactly you want what you can't have like at the moment all I want is like space and I don't want to be anywhere near my partner I'm like get away from me but it, it just it is grass is greener like there are there are good times and there are bad times it's it now is the time to just get into solo pleasure like masturbating feeling yourself mm. um that's if you don't have you know a partner at hand but yeah think I of how like good it be yeah but like when you then have sex with a human i'm like <gasps> oh, you'll it's, be like whoa it's going to be incredible <laughs> that though it's or it's too gonna yeah either gonna be too like high amazing. expectations oh yeah you'll build it up so much and when it comes to it you'll be like ah well, oh, that, yeah. that well, your last minute. Be like, yeah, it's all right. Like, let's just get the toys out now. <laughs> <laughs> fuck two. The first fuck. That was so embarrassing. Like, I think when it's your first time, you don't even associate sex with pleasure. Like, yeah, me, definitely not. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you've got your dick in my groin like that's yeah. my neck hold like and then I remember him like trying to push it in and I had I had long labia that I had removed a few years ago as a female mm. circumcision yeah. and I turned into a necklace I thought you know I'm wow. gonna keep, my, keep my flaps make it as a talking what? point and then Vogue wrote it? about it yeah I've got my flaps in my cupboard I like, want to see with show. my jewelry that's what came oh off my god I painted whoa. them I painted That's them, put insane. glitter on them, like they protrude as well. They're like so, so they're like it's basically like wow. in clear plastic, set in clear yeah. plastic with glitter. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's I made a like YouTube a video. I made a YouTube video and it went viral. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I bet it did. No, yeah. I've never heard of that at all. That's what came off, and I've got like the same left. So I like halved my flaps length. Wow! So, but but imagine like the first time you have sex with long flaps. It's like trying to get into a pyramid when you're Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> he was like smacking away at it, and they were like, "We'll twist it up," and they were like, "We're not coming in." He because didn't. You're even... like dry. Not no lube. There's no lube. He didn't even know to spit into his hand or anything. So it was like mm. this kind of like Chinese burn in slow motion, and oh. then he ended up just like knobbing my leg and jizzing on me, and I was like. Is oh. that sex? And it, it, That's not sex. I was so confused. <laughs> but I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm thanks, a woman now, again. clearly. <laughs> yeah. That's mad. Oh, the flaps are so annoying. Because I even even now when I know what I'm doing and I know to spit in my hand and I know to use lube, like mm. sometimes even even you can be wet, pull out, have a moment, and it all and dries, it dries up. out and then, again. Yeah. 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 And then you yeah. put it back in again. And it does, it's like that uncomfortable, like your flaps are trying to go back inside yourself and it just yeah. ends up like and vaginas are complicated it's actually yeah, it's really annoying because you're like i swear i was really wet a second ago like what yeah. happened it's but you can hear it <laughs> yeah it's so annoying this is why lube exists and we should always use it 
Well, I've been struggling with lube recently. I don't really? know if it happens with you guys, but I love lube. Like yeah. everything about it is like my fave. But then when my boyfriend has any lube on his, on his bits, it makes his cock like waterproof completely. Imagine like a, like a duck floating on a pond. Like yeah. the water just rolls off. Yeah. So, like, then we call it like lube dick, where it just like goes all gammy and like sticky for oh. days on end. Imagine like having oh. a, a smeg infestation. I can't oh, believe I'm saying this in a no. podcast. It like <laughs> waterproofs his cock to the point that then he can't shed smeg. So yeah. for like days on end, he's literally like, what the fuck do I do? Because he can't get it off. It's you know what? He, he must actually have an intolerance to lubricant. Maybe yeah. it's, it's just like, yeah. it's just like we have an intolerance. Like sometimes when I'm using lubes, I get thrush or BV. He mm. must have an, the exact same, but, but with his cock, it's, it's not yeah. unheard of. I mean, it's, I mean, cocks are more resilient than vaginas, but maybe you've got to try a new lube. See, see yeah. if that makes a difference. Have you, um, has he tried? yeah has he tried different lubes yeah all the other ones like we have the same problem with it he loves using lube and i love tingle lube oh my god yeah afterwards it means he's gonna have like duck dick for a few days that's really annoying that that kind of makes it not worth it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> lubes are different to different people because everyone's ph balances are different and it, it yeah. really depends on what works for you it, it is really a lot does. of trial and error yeah there's a different lube for everyone out there yeah, yeah definitely. natural would you has anyone ever requested like used lube from you like people ask my urine for my saliva oh. i'm like are you making voodoo dolls i've had i've had um <laughs> I've, for a while i was selling my used sanitary products so like tampons wow. and sanitary towels and like like wet knickers but no never never used lube yeah that's interesting, interesting. it's crazy mm. i'm like fuck it if you want to give me a hundred pounds for a week worth of use sanitary uh-huh. products like here <laughs> here you go have it yeah, why not every little helps unreal. doesn't it <laughs> especially sure. during this time yeah no king thing, shaming like, <laughs> i don't find the smell of periods offensive like i actually quite like blood um yeah I, I think like a lot of people like guys in particular will be like oh, i'm not going to sleep with a girl if she's on her period I love nothing more than like having period sex and then going in to tidy up afterwards. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's so it nice. Oh, really? It's like being a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I really I mean, enjoy it. I'm sure there's a fetish for it somewhere. There is. I've definitely. I mean, I've had um, in my experience, I've had a guy who like loved, like really wanted to eat me out when I was on my period. He was like, yeah. "It's fine as long as it's like fresh blood." So he was like, "Have a shower first. <laughs> and then like the bed was like a massacre afterwards. So, yeah. so much blood. Yeah. He was just lapping it all up. So like, <laughs> some people just like don't have an issue with it. Yeah, yeah maybe it's not iron deficiency. <laughs> oh, yeah, iron deficiency. Like, please. He's like craving you. <laughs> I, I need my yeah. vitamins. Please. <laughs> fuck three. The best fuck. gonna be when you're younger I think only because even though I was like inexperienced Mm. everything was perfect down there like I didn't fuck it up with kids so I could orgasm so easily like I remember I just loved being on top um with my ex and he would be underneath like just going crazy and he would just want to love that that's the only way I like being on top yeah yeah (laughs) When you're and I'm like hovering in the air and they're just pounding. Your legs are just yes. so, and you're like, ah. so good. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember like literally throwing my head back and screaming and just being on another planet. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, saying to him, like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, yeah. Do it again now. <laughs> <laughs> the addiction. So, what what's changed though, like since having kids, what actually does change down there? Because I don't think people really talk yeah. about this. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, one thing that I really noticed is the difference. So like when you're not turned on, you're just kind of like at rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The difference is like when when like the penetration begins, I would always have felt like a pop that was like a oh, it's in, like it's a kind of bursting into you feeling. Yes. Yeah. Whereas I don't get that unless I'm turned on that it's like gripping it to then be like pop. So uh, if you were to just like walk up to someone and have sex with them, unless you're like horny, you don't get that kind of resistance pop. Yes. Like, yeah. If, yeah. if you're like really turned on and you're all like, oh, 
like it's the difference between like I don't know if you do that like when you masturbate, but I've all, like just experimented with everything. When you can like put a finger in and like grip a finger because you yes. feel like that you're yeah. about to come. Yeah, your vagina muscles are like squeezing. Yeah. yeah. So like you've got to build it up almost rather than it just automatically instantly being there. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like the entry game changes unless you're turned on. You don't get that kind of like you have to against it kind of thing yeah interesting yeah. is that that must be stuff to do with um the kegel muscles right yeah yeah i have like those little weights that you can like put in and then yeah. um you walk around then like you try and jump with them in and then you can put like a heavier one in and stuff and i really <laughs> enjoyed that like, it was the diner weight training yeah it's like bodybuilding but internal right yeah yes. internal. It's yeah I mean, it, I mean it must play havoc on your muscles on the inside because it does do crazy stuff to you you know you go through mm-hmm. such a a huge transition in like nine yeah. months and then afterwards yeah, yeah. how, how think, long if you don't mind me asking hmm. like how long after having kids um like was sort of everything okay down there like how long do you have to wait until you can have sex after having kids yeah, yeah. Well, I have quite a high pain tolerance and I kind of enjoy pain <laughs> so uh, yeah, people would be like oh it really hurts and I'm so sore I was like smash it up uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I waited like a week. Um, what? Your mum? <laughs> I think that will shock so many people. Yeah. yeah like oh. when you're feeling your worst, you know, like, this is the last thing on your mind. I was just like, I'm so fucking horny. Just sort me out. So, yeah. Um, oh but then I didn't gosh. have like any damage. Like, I, I, I was told that I grazed, but I didn't like split or tear or need stitches or anything like that. So, right. Right. Okay, if you were maybe so injured, good. then you would need like longer recovery. But, yeah. Um, yeah. definitely like one of my best friends who's had a kid she was like terrified to look down there I think it took her mm. months to even oh, just really? look down there because I think she was just so worried about what it was like yeah. yeah does it look different afterwards well I never really looked at my vagina like I I literally found out what my vagina looked like when I was 30 when yeah. I had wow. my wow. removed yeah because um I'd actually done like a bike ride for charity it was like a 60k cycle and I hadn't ridden a bike since I was a child Mm -hmm. and I totally didn't know why I hadn't been on a bike in years and then I realized when I did that sitting on the saddle chafed the hell out of me (gasps) because like my lips were rubbing so badly and then afterwards I couldn't sit down for like a week I went to my doctor and he said, oh, you have a cyst in, in your labia. Like, you, you've you got a cyst from friction and irritation. Uh-huh. It, it felt like someone set fire to my bits. Like, it was oh agony. God. I couldn't even wear underwear. I was, like, literally <sighs> commando in skirts for, like, a Victorian for, like, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, he just said, like, you've literally got excess labia tissue. Um, you're always going to have this problem. And then he, I said, well, yeah, it hurts to have sex. It hurts to ride a bike. It hurts to wear jeans, wear tight underwear. If I'm mm. in lycra at the gym, like leggings, rubbing. I was like, but, you know, your your clit hurts, your bits hurt. And he was like, no, they don't. They're like, not supposed you can, to. Yeah, you can chop that off. Like guys having circumcision, if they have like a tight foreskin, immediately the doctor like just trims it off when they're kids. Like yeah. it's no big deal. Or but, even when they're adults. I know several yeah. several adults or even like, yeah adults that have had that done recently because it is it it becomes more of a problem yeah yeah I just didn't know and then I was like what the fuck and he literally said can I use your phone to take a picture of your vagina and then I was like okay he's like to show you this and then one lip was like way longer than the other one was all twisted up looked like a bit of lasagna that had been burnt in a dish (laughs) and I was like what the fuck I was thinking how has anyone dated me knowing that's what it looks like because I was horrified and then um yeah so I I saw my vagina for the first time at like 29 and a half years old fuck Um, is that when you had the problem with the cyst and the friction um and the pain is that why you got it um those bits removed yes I I had a private surgery I don't know if the NHS covers that but Mm. my doctor advised that it's so unlikely like I've never had uh NHS surgery I've always gone private yeah um and yeah he just said like you know cut it off as you're gonna have to drain it with a needle and I was like I'm not having a needle in my in my labia because yeah agony yeah Um, and then I, you know, put it on a necklace and covered it in glitter. Hey, <laughs> beautiful. That's the end of yeah. it. <laughs> since, since having the, the surgery, have you noticed a difference? Has it been beneficial? Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt now. Like, to sit down, I would always have to sit, like, side saddle. You know when you see, like, a lady on the television riding a horse no. side saddle? Yeah. And you're like, oh. And how long was that going on for? 
my whole life but I didn't realize that women don't live in pain I felt like your eyeballs are are delicate so if you put your finger in your eye it's gonna hurt yeah you know like so I thought your genitals are delicate if you wear underwear if you have sex if you sit down of course it's gonna hurt uh no wake up call because it's taboo and nobody talks about it and if I'd have known years ago I would have got rid of it years ago oh that's so sad actually (laughs) the fact that no one talks about these things is literally why you went through your life in pain in pain because I could have done something about it but nobody says anything I hate that doctors like like it's just like not a norm like when we're a kid to look at a lady because we see that diagram and we're like Oh, okay, yeah, that that doesn't really look like me, but like whatever. I guess that's what you know. That's what they're yeah. showing me. You don't really yeah. even think that things can look different or feel different because no one ex- explains the pain to you. And no. it's exactly the same with like men and their foreskins. I think yeah, um, a lot of people don't get told that you're supposed to be able to pull your foreskin back, and it's not supposed mm. to hurt. And if it if it does hurt, okay, then you do need to speak help. to a professional. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. I, I think just like it's seen as shameful to talk about genitals, but it's something that we all have like it, it can change your life to have healthy genitals yeah. yeah so many women don't attend smear tests and they will die of cancer rather than go and show their genitals to somebody that deals with it on a daily basis yeah literally doesn't bat an eyelid and you yeah. think oh, they're, they're trained in this they they know bodies yeah. like they've seen so many that they don't care what they look like they're not they're judging there to help. you they're just yeah. they're there to do a routine medical examination and it's so important to get it done when yeah. I had my first smear test I had like abnormal cells back and yeah. it's just like if I had left those for maybe like a few years without getting it tested died. it could have turned into cancer yeah. yeah definitely it is important like you've got to get your smear tests done you've got to go get yourself checked out if you yeah. are worried about something down there because mm-hmm. like not even just physically but for peace of mind and worrying about it and just to have a medical professional go mm-hmm. hey actually like you are okay this is just in your mind at least that settles it unless yeah. there is a problem and you can get that sorted out there are solutions medicine's changing constantly and there are whole like you know there's there's new things coming up and easier ways to deal with stuff it's just it is important yeah. to see your doctor no matter how embarrassed you feel yeah yeah you think how often we have to like service our car tax our car mot the car we yeah. do that yes. like, every year multiple bloody times but then our bodies we can go 10 years without ever going to a doctor and saying hey is yeah. this supposed to happen you know like why put yourself at risk like yeah when life changing most things mm. are so easily solved as well yeah. This is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like Just fill out. <clears throat> Why is it so hard to do? I'm like looking that way, I'm like, I can't <laughs> do this. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety <laughs> of expertise. <clears throat> with over a thousand, with over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you think I need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated. As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey, <laughs> meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage. And also 
I saw a course on there about learning how to dirty talk. I know this is completely not relevant, but <laughs> I'm really intrigued. No, it's all relevant. Beducated is this really amazing website where you can sign up to do courses and learn about sex, like dirty talking. I've been doing a squirting course. <gasps> oh, wow. So in all spirit of masturbation may... We're sharing Beducated with you. Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, mate, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate. And it's literally good for you. It releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress. There's literally no reason not to masturbate. So Florence, what have you been learning in your course? I've been learning techniques that I have never tried before when it comes to masturbation which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more. The technique thing has been blowing my mind. Like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not, I don't know, it's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like, not going straight into G-spot stimulation. She's explaining everything that, you know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally, you know, not necessarily on the clitoris. I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, curious. Don't say we don't look after you. And of course, you can try all Beducated courses for one day absolutely free and you won't be charged for the first 24 hours. You can cancel any time and they have a 14-day money-back guarantee. So invest in your love life today and join Beducated now from just $8.33 per month. Get access to over 100 courses online from the world's top experts. To get on Beducated now, click the link in the description and remember to use our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, CURIOUS. Invest in your solo pleasure this masturbation may or use it with a partner. You can also get a personalised Beducated gift card for your loved ones. Happy wanking! We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. Well, okay, so this is, it's kind of worst, but also epic as fuck. Um, (laughs) I I was seeing this guy and he had like the biggest dick I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was insane. (laughs) And I loved it because I just love being hurt by dick. And we we went to a party that was quite far away. So I said, hey, I'll book the room. And I'm so shit at booking rooms. Like, I found a thing online. I was like, oh, that's a really reasonable price. I'll book that turn yeah. into like actually being a whole apartment Whoa. like a kitchen in the fucking thing a table a bed everything was like pristine Ooh. white and I was like this is so random I booked like an apartment instead of a room yeah but it shared a bathroom so it had like obviously like self-contained apartments with a communal bathroom and I, I would never book a communal That's bathroom so bizarre. Like, yeah. yeah and then we were absolute shit faced we got back at like six in the morning to this room I didn't take my makeup off. We got into bed. We had like crazy sex for hours on end. And then I walked out to the bathroom and like, it must've been like half eight in the morning, daylight and my eyes are like blinded. I'm like, oh, I'm so <laughs> hung over and fucked. Yeah. And I, I think I could have even been naked at the time. I can't remember, but just crawled out of bed, hung over still. And I saw a woman in the hallway and I was like, oh, sorry. And then she looked at me like, what the fuck? And I thought like, <laughs> all right, don't judge. I've got last night's makeup on. It's not a one night stand. We're in a relationship. It's absolutely fine. 
I get into the bathroom, my face is fucking covered in blood. <gasps> like, I'm just, as if somebody's just slaughtered me. My whole neck, my hands, my throat, my oh face. My like, I was like, what the fuck is this? So then I realised I got my period in the middle of the night as we're, like, having crazy drunk sex. Oh, I go running back to the room. He's laying in bed. There's, like, red handprints all up the wall on this oh big red, God. like, everywhere, all over the white bedding. <gasps> And I was like, Jesus. So we literally like killed ourselves laughing. Then as it's like an apartment thing, we just got all the knives out of the kitchen, laid them on the bed and left. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. you know, got to come in and deal with that. There was like jizzing blood everywhere. <laughs> and he oh, left knives God. on the bed to make it look like a crime yeah. scene. Yeah. Because, I, I, know, I wonder gigs. if they must have called the police. You can't like see that and, and not they call They didn't the even email us back. What? They, they, like I would... Imagine if you owned a, a room that you like Airbnb'd and then you saw that. You would at I least can't, be... I can't believe they didn't message you about you didn't have the no. police knocking on your door or no, something. That's nothing. fucked up there. Yeah. So bizarre. Imagine that woman. She was just being like, Oh my god, like what <laughs> what has this woman just done? Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know I was covered in blood. It wasn't until I got to the bathroom that I was like, Oh, I yeah. thinking she's so judgmental. How could she look at me like that? Like, <laughs> like all over your hands. Did you not look, not look at your hands? No. <laughs> there was like no windows in the room. So we were like in this little cocoon. I didn't oh. even know what time it was. I just walked down the hallway and then I'm like, All right, calm down. We've all been there, you know. Oh. Makeup. Oh. Might have had sex a bit too loud, but don't judge. And, I'm surprised yeah. she didn't sort of just like, "Are you okay, hun? Like, you <laughs> she sit down." Like, she just was just like, like, "Fuck!" <laughs> fuck number five. The fuck that made me. Hmm. Well, this is gonna sound really weird, but on my thirtieth birthday, I went to Disneyland. Hey, that is not weird at all. I went Disneyland last year. It was amazing. Did you cry at the lights? <laughs> like the illumination? Okay, I, I didn't cry, but... Do you know what it was? It was like the Lion King. They had these little lion cubs, like, dancing yeah. in the leaves. Yes. And the fucking yeah. fire goes up, and I was like, oh, I just cried. I was like, that's so... Lo- I want to love, like, a lion cub, you know, like, that kind of feeling like I'd been such a heartless bitch for so long I just kind of treated men as meat and not let them have my heart after my ex completely fucked me over I was like PTSD yeah literally and I I'd been in like relationships since then I just could not say I love somebody I could not trust anybody I could not see a future Mm -hmm. and it was this whole kind of I got to Disneyland saw these little lion cubs cried like a bitch and then I was like I need to switch my heart back on. I need to let somebody in. So, yeah. And then I met my boyfriend on Tinder, fucked his brains out. (laughs) And that was life-changing. It was just literally (laughs) your first fuck with him. Yeah, literally the first one. I just dominated the shit out of him, which I really needed to do to somebody. Yeah, And he took it, he took it, took it until he couldn't walk. And then I was like, this is the man for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in love. Yeah. That is so lovely. You you never hear like a a magic story from Tinder of all places as well. I'm I'm impressed. It was Disney I have to thank for my... Thank you, Disney. All the set. Yeah. And he said afterwards he had to eat six burgers from McDonald's on the way home because he was shaking so much. Six. (laughs) I was like, six fucking burgers. Oh god, machine. Yeah, I don't know if it included the bun. Maybe it was just me. Yeah, he was like literally trembling. He hadn't eaten all day because I just packed him all day. Oh, then, yeah. And I was like, is this the guy you're with now? He's the one that yeah. you're in quarantine with. Yeah, we're quarantined. It's been Amazing. two and a half years. Oh, nice. that's so lovely. So Tinder can have happy stories. This is it nice can. to hear. Yeah. If you go to Disney before you join Tinder, yeah, go I mean, to Disney, Disney World, fall in love, and then and then go to Tinder. You could Although dominate I, the fuck out of someone. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's really beautiful though because like coming from yeah. such a like a traumatic background and dealing with some like yeah. really horrific abuse like psych- psychologically and potentially physically as well yeah like, I didn't even the- know that I was being abused I didn't know yeah well I knew I'd been raped but I didn't know 
you know, to the extent, I just thought, oh, that's what all partners do to their girlfriends when they control them and don't oh let them move God. on with their lives, you know. Thank so, you for yeah, being so honest yeah. about that, babe, because it's really yeah. hard to talk about and say, but it, it, it just shows, like, how much of a, a like, a, a new person you are and that you oh, are absolutely. able to talk about yeah. it. I mean, it's actually good for people to hear because if they've been in the same situation, they can see, like, how far you have come after that yeah. and the fact that you really have, like, you've become so much more confident, you've found love, oh, you're having amazing sex. <laughs> it's all positive now. Yeah, and I think you have to go through, like, bad times to appreciate what you do deserve. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. can't get that just from being with someone from the age of, like, 19, being with someone that treats you like shit, that you think yeah. the world is like that. You need to actually have, like, multiple relationships, I think, to, like, have something to compare it to. Yeah. To be able to say, okay, hold on, nobody else has treated me this way. Why do you think that's normal? Um, yeah. And we like, you just wouldn't know anything else, that. would you? If you're no. like, if you, if that was your first relationship, you just wouldn't know anything else, and that's why I no. guess a lot of people end like stay in those relationships. Yeah, yeah. So like, re- restoring your faith in in humanity and men and love and believing that there yeah. is better out there because you you get all like you get tunnel vision and it is true you, you don't mm. you don't think that there's anyone else out there or that, that even you deserve any better. Yeah, yeah. Like now, like I've got to the point that. I'm just so independent, so self-confident. Like, I don't think I'm, like, great looking. I don't think I'm amazing as a person. I'm just me. And it's, like, kind of, but, like, wholeheartedly (laughs) yourself where nothing anyone does to you will change you because you know who you are. Yeah. And I'm kind of, like, like, if my boyfriend does anything wrong to me, I'm like, you know where the fucking door is then? Yeah. And that's it. Like, I literally can just cut people too easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he respects me for it. Whereas other guys would be, like, chatting to other girls or secretly doing things behind your back or putting you down make you feel like you're small or you're ugly or you know you need makeup to be attractive yeah I think quite a lot of men do it as well without even realizing that they're doing it as well like it even happened in my last relationship where I just he just like put me down small things and kind of like a little bit like gaslighting making me feel like I was crazy for thinking something yeah and we also forget that this can happen the other way around like it's Mm. rarer but women can do this to men and it's even harder for men to talk about it and to come out of it I think we only recently had the first case of um abuse where it was a woman abusing her boyfriend and it was the first prosecution we had and I think that was only six years ago like in in the entire of the UK like it, it it blows my mind because it is it is harder for men to talk about because they're supposed to be able to like they're not as vulnerable as us and uh, it I mean abuse in all levels is really fucked up and it's just trying to recognize that you're in a bad situation that you need to get the fuck out of no matter yeah. how, how hard it is and how how long it takes yeah. and nobody deserves to be treated that way I no. think like you you get used to it it becomes normal but it mm-hmm. should not be yeah. and the more you talk about it and the more you say you know, this is what you should and shouldn't do, then people are going to see the warning signs. But if you just sweep it under the carpet, pretend it doesn't happen, we'll never move forward. So yeah. you can think of all the people that are going to be lost to this. Do you have any tips for people that are in the situation and like how to get out of those relationships? I mean, if if my ex had not run off yeah. when I was in hospital with a breast reconstruction, I still would have been with him to this day. Oh. I would never have cheated on him. I would have always been there. I would have been grateful for the small morsels of of attention that he gave me versus the barrage of abuse. Because, you know, I I believed, as your grandparents do, kind of when you're with someone, it's for life. But we don't have to be with the wrong person. Um, So, I mean, I don't honestly, hand on heart, think I would have escaped that relationship if he hadn't ran away and left me with children. Um, but now I will not even take an inch of that. Like literally yeah. the first sign of disrespect and I am there like the exorcist, my head rotates and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally like I can't even take a, a second of it. And I think, mm. you know, like until you get to like your worst point, you can't get your, your biggest strength. So, mm. you know, it d- what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I would just say, if you can recognize your worth, if you just say like, I deserve more than this. Yeah. And don't settle for cunts. Like, yeah, and sometimes that, that takes help from an outside point of view as well. Like there are so yeah. many amazing charities that you can talk to or True. even just speaking to a therapist can give you yeah. that enlightenment to be like, okay, I don't need to put up with this or even just help you realise that you are in a bad situation. Sometimes yeah. you do need a helping hand because you're right. If 
if maybe he hadn't have left, you might still be with him until maybe someone comes along and actually says like, look, like I'm going to show you your worth. And that thing is, it's like, you never know whether that's going to happen or or whether or not you need to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you need something to change and whether that's everybody around you, like my, all my friends and family were like, this guy is not right for you. You're not happy. And I was like, we have kids. We get married. Like, we've been together our whole lives. So what are you on yeah, about? Yeah. And I could not see it. Like somebody could have held a gun to my head and said, would you die for him? And I'd say, yes. Like yeah, he fuck. was my entire life. And it's it's how it works. You know, when there's abuse, they cut you off from everything and anything that you cannot survive without them. And it's not mm. until they bugger off and have a another family elsewhere that you realize what the fuck it's like a cult isn't it it's like that's what cults do they they like they make you feel amazing Mm. and then and then they take it all away and they make you they you basically just don't have any other support network so if you leave them then you leave you leave everything yeah yeah and I think like he literally just captured me as a page three model yeah put me in a cage and kept me as his prize tore me to pieces and then when he left, the whole world picked me up again. And I'm so fucking thankful for yeah, it because, yeah. you know, without that, if I hadn't have had social media and people actually saying, like, what are you upset about? Like, you're a nice person. Um, you, like, you know, just giving me compliments even. I didn't mm. know how to take a compliment. Mm. And at the age of 25, like, if you cannot have anyone say to you, you're a pretty girl or you're beautiful and you then feel shocked and embarrassed and you can't make eye contact, like, what the fuck is the world coming to? Mm. Yeah. I've made up for it ever since. (laughs) (laughs) For fuck's sake. So we have a sex question from our curious fuckers. And by the way, if you have a sex question yourself, please write them into our email, which is fksgiven... Wait, (laughs) fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com. So this week's question is... When having sex, in brackets, especially in positions like doggy, I get air in my vagina and queef. It can just ruin the mood for me and it's a little embarrassing. What ways can I prevent this? I literally queefed the other day. Wait, what day is it today? (laughs) Uh, I queefed on Tuesday when I was webcamming. And it is, yeah, and on my own as well. Normally it's like, like dick happens, but it was because I was in like, you know, like face down, ass up position and I was like fingering myself on camera and Uh, then, uh, and then like, it's almost like you just, (laughs) your body just like sucks it in and I I felt it suck in. I was like, okay, how am I going to play this? Like, okay. Um, Like I know it's in there. I can't push it out in this position. And it was one of those where where, when I went back down to normal position, it kind of just went... Like all like flopped out. I mean, luckily, I just uh, you just can't style really it out when you do stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you have to style it out. Queefing is really, really normal, and especially yeah. in positions like doggy. Like, I think that's the what that that's the position for me that it almost always happens in and it's just basically the dick pumps air into you if there's like a little if there's a little like area where the air can sort of go in as well it just will suck in and it'll have Mm. to come out well your vagina is naturally a vacuum because Mm -hmm. like it you know it's like sucking the idea is like sucking the sperm in and you put so when when you are in a weird position where like maybe your I don't want to say organs that sounds really graphic (laughs) but like where your insides are pulled in a different direction Mm -hmm. and it automatically just sucks and it's the same with like it will suck a penis or it will suck some air in but like queefing doesn't have to ruin the moment and it is something that you can just have a fucking good chuckle about because it will happen and it's fucking funny that's like the complete opposite of everything I've ever lived by because my boyfriend loves queefing. Holy. And he deliberately he deliberately forces me to queef. Like he is like loves it. He will like try and get and hold me and then like just pump it. Wow. Um, he calls me Queen Laqueefa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sound awful, but I always thought it was something really embarrassing that I'd yeah. be like I would feel like if I'm having sex and I heard a noise that wasn't my butthole, like yeah. I wouldn't want to fart during sex, I would say, I'm so sorry, I promise I didn't fart. That was my vagina, but <laughs> yeah. it's also very embarrassing. I'd feel so apologetic and ashamed. Mm-hmm. Whereas my boyfriend's like, oh my God, like I love this. He will like deliberately try and get me as wet as possible to pull out, take a run up and then like punch it back in again. <laughs> oh um, my God. That's amazing. And the more, 
the more noise it makes, the, the more crazier he goes. Like he is obsessed <laughs> with it. Wow. And I don't think do, many do like it's like a, Is it like a is it a king? Like do he gets off on it, or is it just like a fascination? He gets massively off on it, and then he wow. it makes him go faster and harder. And he just he literally pulls all the way out. And then, like, runs up and is like, bang, bang, like, to, to <laughs> deliberately try and, like, get as much in there as possible. Oh, like, my God. I am, my mm. eyes are open. This is amazing. Yeah, I've never heard of a queef. And I love that. <laughs> I think people do need to embrace the queef. Like, it's just, it, it, it just symbolizes having good sex, really, doesn't it? It's just like yeah. all those noises that your body make makes is just good sex noises. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, that's so amazing. Like, fucking bravo. I see how, like, for some people, though, it can ruin the mood because people are just embarrassed of these sounds because it sounds like a fart. So you're just like, oh, God, I didn't, like, I don't want to fart in front of this, this person. So... I don't know. It's it's hard, and if you really do want to avoid it, it'd just be avoiding those positions that do do it because there's not really much you can do because it's all depending on like dick size and like partner as well. So it can change. Yeah. It might be you might not queef in doggy with another partner with a different dick size, but it might be with your partner that you are with now. Mm. I mean, the the only issue with queefing is that even though you can be com- be comfortable and laugh about it, it can stop your brain from like being in sexy mode and it can take moment. your mind out, out of it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, like I'm laughing or like, oh, I queefed and, and that can ruin it. But as, I think as, if you're comfortable enough to laugh about a queef, then you're comfortable enough to get back into the swing of things. A queef shouldn't ruin good sex. No. no and I think ruined. like, you know, when like girls squirt, like guys see it as this massive trophy that like, yes, I made yeah. a squirt. Yeah. I think like my boy, boyfriend is a queef addict like yeah. having that response it turns yeah. on so much I think because it's something you maybe shouldn't do or wouldn't normally see as sexy so yeah. like the more noise he can make like you just see him go crazy I'm like oh my god you're like an ape at the zoo at feeding time yeah. Oh my god, I love it. I, yeah, I love that so much. And I think I think it's really hot actually when partners are just like really I just wanna like I just wanna yeah. do something so dirty and like I don't know, yeah. I don't care what comes out. I was um, <laughs> I was being fingered like a couple of maybe like three or four weeks ago now and we were trying to make me squirt and because yeah. it was just like push, 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 I accidentally farted. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny and it didn't like ruin the mood because I was just like I was so into what was happening that I was just like fuck it like imagine he loves farts though like something like people love feet loads of people go on about armpits they're like will you take pictures of your armpit yeah so like to know that someone else loves it even if you're like what the fuck is this yeah like that's still sexy like even if it's really Mm. weird we just need to embrace oh. it, don't we? Embrace yeah. the weirdness. I need yeah. to find someone who's into like burping and farting, like full on flatulence, because I'm the yeah, biggest you burper. Do that all the time. And, like, Dur- I, during I, sex, though, do you burp during like blue? I have to hold it back because like you never wow. know whether or not it's going to be a smelly one, and I don't know. It's I swear it's like like you know like when a mother burps a baby, it's like that sex is like it burps <laughs> me, and like all the gas comes up, or like when someone's going down on you and you just get really relaxed. I've always got a fart. Bubble, and especially if they've got like a finger inside me and I feel a fart bubble like raring to I'm like can they feel that fart bubble like yeah. and they, and I'm like I'm literally tightening my anus so hard like come on like don't let it release don't let it re- yeah and it just, if they were into farting oh my god they would fucking love it oh that would yeah. be so good just let me fart in your face while you eat me out please <laughs> fucking hell This week's sex story is, I've always had a hard time enjoying sex slash relaxing as I have a pretty severe generalised anxiety. I was hanging out with my friends with benefits and was about to start on my period so I was very horny. He had about 20 minutes before he had to leave for work so we had a quickie. He had me on top of the couch that was against the wall and at some point he started breathing heavy so I started matching his breaths. I completely relaxed and had an orgasm. The sex lasted all of five minutes. I was really surprised that I was able to orgasm that quickly without any foreplay at all. Since we had a time constraint, it allowed me not to overthink things. I once thought sex wasn't for me, but now I know I can have sex and my anxiety just needs to fuck off for a second. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) 
really interesting she was chatting about breathing as well because I think that's so good especially if you have anxiety around that sort of thing because it gets you into your body and like it allows you to orgasm quite quickly actually if you really get into your breath Mm, our minds are such enemies when it comes to sex and anxiety like the only time I cannot come is when my mind isn't playing ball and it's thinking about random other shit or like like, I don't want to do this or like, like, I don't know, like fucking washing or something. And to really, <laughs> to really get yourself back into your body, because sex is about your body. Yes, your mind's yeah. involved and you have to be turned on. But it's also like, you don't want to be so much in your mind that you're not thinking about the sex. So breathing is such mm-hmm. a good way to get mm-hmm. yourself back in time and also breathing with your partner and matching their breath like I actually use that technique when I can't sleep and if my partner's sleeping next to me I match his breath and it's almost like this sort of like weird therapeutic meditation type thing that's so interesting and really cute (laughs) (laughs) unless he's snoring and then I'm like shut the fuck up man you're trying to copy the snore like yeah (laughs) I think breathing is is such a good oh like having a quickie where you both come really quick can be so like shocking and so exciting as well you're like whoa did that just happen yeah and you're left kind of with this like really nice like afterglow just being like oh shit (laughs) five minutes as well that's banging yeah I love that shit (laughs) I I think that's also like attached to your pelvic floor muscles like when you're in labor even you go through birth they tell you to breathe so it's, it's like that kind of getting your breath in in line and it it definitely is pu- pulling on your genitals I think you know yeah, you've really? got the pelvic floor there um and even like when you give birth and you have to like hold your breath so that nothing moves yeah so I think to like pant during sex yeah definitely helps to stimulate orgasm for me definitely yeah breathing techniques mm. are really good for orgasms but even if you I was just doing it then I was just like breathing in so like, <laughs> if you breathe in you do kind of feel yeah. like a pulling up yeah from, like a contraction like, from yeah. everywhere so that pelvic floor like yeah. sucking up um but to go back I sex anxiety is so normal and I think absolutely mm. everyone goes through that anxiety because it, we are going through weird times and we do think like sex is so high up on a pedestal and it means so much to us when it shouldn't. It should just be fun and flowy and whatever happens, happens. But because of porn and because of how we view sex, it, it's such a big deal. And that can really fuck us up inside our own minds to the point where we don't enjoy sex. It's mm. it's such a fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. is a shame. Because like, you but, want to please your partner, don't you? Like, yeah, you, yeah. And you think, is this angle making me look nice? Are they going to see my mm. faults and flaws? Are they mm-hmm. not enjoying it? Like, am I yeah. doing it right? And you just need to like just get those thoughts out of your head and yeah. just lose yourself in the moment. Like, ground yourself where you are and what you're doing, and yeah. just don't give a fuck. Well, people yeah. say that like breathing techniques and stuff are good for panic attacks and anxiety. So it makes sense that like breathing into the sex would really yeah. release that feeling yeah it's not an Definitely. easy thing to do focusing on your breath like it, it takes it takes practice to get used to your breath and to get yourself out of your mind and into your body and the fact that you're with somebody that's there wanting to have sex with mm-hmm. you they're not looking at your flaws and they're not seeing no. you how you see and imagine yourself yeah. you know like you don't see them like that you don't look at their flaws you just look at them as a whole and they you know in all honesty they're going to be absolutely grateful that one they've got you there and they're about to fuck you which is like you know the <laughs> prestige of all things yeah. it's trying to, trying to remind yourself and get yourself out of your mind and and you know, actually just be comfortable and enjoy and learn the sex. The only time I can come is when I'm comfortable, not yeah. when I'm stuck in my own yeah. head. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just focus on pleasure. And if it feels good, keep doing more of it. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't, then switch it up a bit. Like, exactly. Rather than thinking like, you know, what's your score out of 10? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fucking seven today, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So unfortunately, it is time for us to fuck off. No. Thank you so much, Tracy, for coming on. You, this has been so good. <laughs> so many great conversations as well. I've learned loads. Actually, really enlightening. Yeah. Thank you for being yeah. your absolute, true, honest self and talking about serious subjects, which yes. are hard to talk about, and making it so like 
easy to talk about. It doesn't have to be hard. We don't have to tiptoe around eggshells. We can talk about things and just, you know, fucking have a laugh about them as well because that's what life is. Yeah, yeah, we're all human. We all go through the same things. We all feel the same way. So just be honest about it. Don't let something control you. Take control of it, you know? You don't need yeah. to be embarrassed. You don't need to feel like less of a person or not, not good enough. If what's around you doesn't please you, then move the fuck away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Run for the hills. Oh, it's been so good. Thank you so (laughs) much, Tracy. Where where can curious fuckers find you? Um, my Instagram is tracykiss.com and my website is tracykiss.com also. <laughs> and, and you have a YouTube channel as well. Oh, I do. It's the Tracy Kiss. Hey, <laughs> Original <amazing>. as fuck. <laughs> Everywhere. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, remember to rate, subscribe and share our podcast like Corona, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> anti-corona like maybe Breathe we're like the, the antivirus aren't we like share yeah. this podcast yeah. so, so you don't get corona exactly because like yeah. good vibes and like the energy and the laughter that's good for your immune system right oh, yeah massively. and now we need the little small print like this is not said by a doctor <laughs> <laughs> please do not take this literally <laughs> please everyone follow us on our youtube channel come curious our instagram come curious and our personal ones which are at read amber x and at florence bark and we will be here every thursday you lucky fuckers (laughs) (laughs) okay everyone you will hear us soon and we will see you around i guess yeah see ya bye tracy bye Bye. thank you